Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, good will toward men. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, those of you who can be seated, thank you for those who are not able to be seated for your patience. Uh, thank you for all, all of you for being here. It is wonderful to welcome you, one and all, no matter who you are, to Christ Church on Christmas Eve. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You've heard it before uh, many times, but that is the message of the angels on the first Christmas. And it's an apt message, of course, for today. Peace on earth in a conflict, uh, conflicted globe in which we live. Goodwill toward all people everywhere. And as I said, tonight we welcome all people everywhere to Christ Church. Christmas time, people are looking not only for goodwill and peace on the earth, but goodwill and peace a lot closer to home. Christmas is a time of joy. It's a, it's a time of stress and can be a time of conflict. Um, one comedian says that every couple is made up, always made up of two kinds of people. The one that says, hey, we've got plenty of money. Let's go have some fun. And the one that says, no fun. We never have fun. We can't have fun here. Uh, and the Christmas version is the person that comes laden with presents for young and old, while the other person says, we said no presents this year. Um, we said we were going to donate to the World Wildlife Fund. We can't do this. They're a lot like the New Yorker cartoon of the wise men bringing gifts to the manger and saying, just so you know, Jesus, this is both for your birthday and Christmas. <laughs> well, we're all welcome here. The Spenders and the Scrooges, the Misers and the Munificent, the Prodigious and the Parsimonious. Now, here's another thing about being in this place and you walk through these doors. And I know you, f you feel this because you live in the world. The world seems to increasingly demand us to take sides, to choose a side of an issue, to be on one side or the other. But inside these doors, those rules do not apply. 
There is no choosing, for you have been chosen, for we are all on the same side. We're all on the same side, and that's because we've all heard the same message, Christmas message, from the angel, which is glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill towards all. That's everybody. No sides. The 2,000-year-old message endures, doesn't it? 400 years ago, the poet John Donne climbed into his pulpit as he was the dean of St. Paul's Cathedral and began his Christmas sermon thus. The air is not so full of atoms as the church is of mercies. Mercies. A whole breath and air is made of mercy. If there is a Christmas spirit in the air, that spirit is defined by mercy, known by mercy. Mercy is in the air. Love and mercy, that's what we need tonight and all nights. So that's from the angel in the Middle East, the first century, to John Donne, to this preacher tonight. The song remains the same. That's your hidden Led Zeppelin reference for anybody that was happened to be interested. You need mercy. I need mercy. Doesn't matter whose side you're on. Everybody needs mercy. Everyone needs mercy. Writing about Matthew Perry's death, uh, one um, writer wrote what I believe describes this human uh, condition, which is universal. She said, there are those of us who feel isolated in this world, as if everybody else had some secret formula for getting along, for fitting in, and no one ever let us in on it. Well, that, I believe, is universally felt by all people, including me. Nobody has the secret formula all the time. And it's no secret that for Christmas, with all its joy and awe, it can be a very lonely time as well. Certainly a time when we need mercy and God's goodwill towards men, which is what mercy is. God's goodwill towards all is mercy. Headlines may feel dire. Maybe your home front feels lonely. But the Christmas angel's message of mercy announces into the world, which is headed in a frantic rush to its own ruin, it introduces into the world a countervailing force. What does that countervailing force look like into this fractured world at Christmas time? Probably what nobody would ever expect. It said, quite obviously, that you only get one chance to make a first impression. This is God's chance to make an impression about who he is to the world. And he chose what seemed to be the silliest tomfoolery imaginable. For into this frantic, violent rush to its own ruin, God chose to come to the world with all the force of a baby. A baby. A helpless infant. Now, what kind of force does a baby have? Well, think about it a little more deeply. When you think about it, a baby has magnetic, irresistible force. A little baby is plopped in your lap. What are you going to do? You, are, you have no choice 
but to love that baby, hold that baby, care for that baby. The baby has um, a kind of universal attraction all over the world. Um, I'll close with an illustration. A minister friend tells a story of doing a communion service in a nursing home. And one day, he had a newborn daughter, and he had to bring his daughter to do the service at the nursing home, and she was just sleeping in the car seat, you know, newly born. And a woman there named Nancy um, had Alzheimer's, and she would always come to the service, and generally she would just sit in her chair and um, be completely glazed over and non-connected to anybody around her. But then, when my friend brought in his baby, she perked up. And then, in fact, she sprung out of her chair to come to touch the baby. She had to be near the baby. And my friend tried to get on with the service and escort her back to her chair, but all through the service, she kept going up to be near to the baby. She was stripped of all of her normal filters, and she had this primal drive to be near the baby. Now, we just sang, child, for us sinners, poor and in the manger. God came as a baby, friends, for us sinners, meaning the power of love overcoming the power of loneliness. The power of light overcoming the power of darkness, the power of mercy, overcoming the power of sin and destruction. This child, born for us sinners, would grow up and later die for us sinners on the cross, showing us there the power of mercy and forgiveness in its most countervailing form. All Nancy wanted to do was come to the baby. How about you? After all is said and done, isn't that why you're here too? We too will thither bend our joyful footsteps. Oh, come, let us adore him. Merry Christmas and amen.